We are so glad you could join us. I'm Katie. I'm Lauren. We're your hosts. This podcast is a conversation between friends, sharing life stories as we make sense of personal growth, healing, and the journey home. Katie and I are both so passionate about improving and encouraging better body awareness. One of our favorite episodes from season one was flowing with our natural cycles. We've had a great response from it and it's opened up many conversations for us, both internally with our own bodies and externally with friends, students and colleagues. We've since delved in even more, exploring the relationship we each have with our body and learning more about it through tracking the menstrual cycle. In light of that, today we've invited Vanessa José along to share her story ahead of a two-part Women's Circle event on cycle tracking that will take place online in early October. Vanessa is a dedicated yoga student, teacher and co-founder of Ashtanga Yoga Porto. She has completed Women's Circle teacher training and hosts circles to connect women with themselves, each other, meditation and the sacred feminine. We hope you feel part of the conversation and inspired to reflect on your own journey too. This is your invitation to connect with us. Welcome to Chrysalis Connection. Hello. Hello. Hi. How are you today? Good. And you? Good. Feeling better? You're feeling lots of sensations after the acupuncture. Mm, normal. A lot of a lot of movement, a lot of like yeah. processing. Yeah. It's all good though. It feels like it needs to come out, but it's it's a sensation for sure. <laughs> yeah. Because you you have a background in acupuncture, right? Yes, yes. I studied Chinese medicine, didn't finish but uh yeah yeah so you know about it mm. yeah yeah it works on all of your channels so it's normal yeah for you to feel sensation yeah for sure. especially if you have anything blocked that mm. needs to move yeah i think that's what i felt so it's all good it's good stuff yeah i'm envious i'd like a session <laughs> It's so relaxing. It's really good. Anything the first healing. time I had it, it's a bit scary because it's like they put uh, on you, right? It's a bit scary in the first time. But then when you feel it, it's so relaxing mm-hmm. when you're with the needles already. And when you trust nice. the practitioner, then yeah, it's, it's really a relationship of trust. Very much like any teacher, though, like the same with yoga teaching. That's true. I keep saying to Lauren, she should come back to Porto for... I know everything (laughs) (laughs) it's like all of the healing is there everything you've got the yoga acupuncture everything I haven't found it here yet yeah yeah anyway apart from my brother you're our first guest that Lauren has actually met in person um so it's nice that you you've actually met yeah it's true (laughs) yeah it's good I really enjoyed it so thanks for coming online to speak to us today (laughs) it's okay (laughs) We're really excited to be having this conversation about, about cycle tracking, but also to get to know a bit more about you and share your story and how it's really helped you. At the beginning of October, we'll be co-hosting the cycle tracking event. It's a two-part event where you can learn why tracking your cycle can help you, how to do it, and lots more there. So yeah, today we want to know a little more about you. So I guess, like, yeah, Vanessa, where did your story start with you know, getting to know your body better and your cycle, where did that all begin for you? Uh, well, I think um, this starts when first I started to have some allergies 
so to using uh, the normal pads, I was having allergies. And so I went to the doctor and uh, she recommends actually the um, reusable pads. And back then it was like um, almost no one doing, selling it. But I found a girl uh, that was making uh, her own or she was, the doctor also recommend like some just more normal than like uh, uh, those fancy ones, you know, <laughs> that were better for allergies. And um, also back then, let me see <laughs> if I get the story right. So back then also, I was taking a lot of pills for epilepsy and including the pill. And I went to a point where I stopped taking all of the pills, including the pill. My contraceptive <laughs> so pill. Yes, yeah. I, I stopped everything. And, and at that time also, uh, the doctor saw that I had something in my uterus uh, in, uh, I don't know how to say in English, called utero, you know, that could go for cancer. Uh, for uh, what's the, the name of the cancer you have on the uh, HPV. Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah it that can could, turn could into go. it. Yeah. yeah, it could turn. It was small, it could turn. Mm -hmm. um, and she recommended to take to keep with the pill, the contraception pill and the vaccine. And I didn't do any of that, those. <laughs> I stopped. I didn't took vaccine or I, I stopped with the pill. I didn't went back. And um, I just went to the doctor to keep uh, seeing how it goes. And at that time I found um, Ines Gaia, which is an amazing friend and she's doing an amazing work um with the sacred right feminine <laughs> yeah <laughs> so this was like i don't know seven years ago maybe or something like that and uh, she did uh first i met her and i did um um something with her and her husband was yin yang so it was to balance both uh feminine and uh, masculine energies which was really nice and then um, i found about the um, the sacred feminine work she was going to do with the womb rit ritual mm -hmm. and so i did that uh and i started to understand about my cycle about my body and do all this healing and also at the time i stopped taking pills i start meditating i start um i was already eating healthier and um, being aware of what i was eating and all of this was like at the same time kind of mm -hmm. And I went to the doctor one last time and I didn't have anything after those things. I mean, it was like maybe three, four months. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it, it all went away without any intervention, without anything. And it's, it's incredible. Incredible. so no allergies, <laughs> no epilepsy. It all stopped. No, I mean, the epilepsy was um, I was five years taking pills for epilepsy. And um, I was always going to doctors, always changing pills, always doing this kind of experiment. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, there was one time that I went to the doctor was the last time. And he said that I didn't have anything physical. It was psychosomatic mm -hmm. crisis. Wow. And uh, he told me for me to stop taking the pills. And I had a breakthrough then. I went really low. Um, <laughs> 
And after that, I just stopped everything without doing like slowly. I just thought, I was like, okay, I'm done. Mm -hmm. And I stopped and I was like, I, I need to start taking care of myself and making different choices, taking responsibility and uh, yeah, choosing differently. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that, that was when I started to do yoga and meditate. And I, I was already into um, cooking and learning about food and doing a lot of raw foods. I was already vegan uh, for a while back then. I was, um, since 16 years, I was vegetarian. So <laughs> for me, it was really early. Uh, I, I went out of an unhealthy relationship. So I think this unhealthy relationship was also the cause of these allergies and this problems you know because it's a holistic process isn't it there are so many different things that can affect it and it can be the combination of it all yeah it's never just one thing no. and it's and it's like a, a lot of different things a lot of different phases and I think you just need one point to start changing mm. and then everything else comes along mm. I really like how you said that you had a breakthrough rather than a breakdown because yeah, if we reframe it like that, like a, it is a breakthrough, isn't it? It's this awakening in a way. Yeah, maybe my English is not as good, but... No, but I like that. But yeah. I, I think it's a really great word choice. Yeah, you explained it perfectly. Yeah. Perfectly. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, I went really low, but it was uh, really good for me because I came out of it so much better. And uh, my God, I was starting to choose myself and get out of uh, that ego that wanted to be sick that was always bad that nothing was right you know and start changing um yeah by meditating by learning about myself by integrating all my parts and yeah, it was a slow process but yeah it's still a process of yeah. course it's mm -hmm. always <laughs> we are always <laughs> always work to do but every day is a learning day yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> every day we're choosing <laughs> and you're right it is a choice it is that like starting to choose yourself to choose to be well to choose to make changes it's not we're not always victims of our circumstances we have choice yeah and we are choosing to repeat the same patterns or we choose to do different to act different uh maybe we cannot choose uh, what's happening but we can choose how we react to what's happening and yeah, yeah that's where we take our responsibility yeah 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 for sure and now you know you're a, a picture of great health you know you, things are going really well for you yeah I think I wasn't um I wasn't being true to myself you know I wasn't um, doing what I really wanted. I wasn't saying what I wanted, you know, and this all created illness. And I was always really sensitive since I was a kid. And I think I just uh, absorbed all these different energies and I didn't know what was mine. And uh, I, I grew up in a really small place. So that was a good thing for me. But when I, I went to a big city, I felt like so lost, mm. <laughs> so drained. Uh, and it's really important to learn how to manage that. Definitely. I think so much of it, and what you've said to me as well about the Ashtanga practice, is a lot of it is energy management. And that's a lesson that you've taught me in the practice, that 
you know we can apply to other areas of our lives that it's managing our energy and noticing what drains us and what fills us up yeah and um ashtanga practice really helped me to build like this foundation this healthy strong body um and uh, energetically stronger and uh, with more discernment mm. and uh, with more boundaries and all of this so i'm able to be a channel and to go around without being drained um and yeah learn about myself more um every day <laughs> and it's always different every day is different you have to see how are you feeling how much energy you have and and put like 75% every day because you want to do it the next day so if you're always given 100% 150% then the next day you don't have energy to do anything so we need to manage that to have a long-term healthy practice. We want to be able to practice when we're older, of course, not the same way, but we want this to be like a long-term to bring us health and strength and not the opposite, not to be like pushing, 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 mm. and then uh, you hurt yourself. Mm. I really like that, actually. It's the same with any kind of practice, isn't it? I know I can be guilty of that when going to the gym, I, I won't go for a while and then I'll go and... It's the ego. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we we have talked about the ego, haven't we? And in my experience of my ego during the yoga classes I I did with you, and how I had that space to be aware of, like I finished before everyone else because my practice or the practice you gave me wasn't as hard as what everyone else was doing, and just being aware of what my ego was saying and having the space to yeah just observe it and be like, it's you know it's not I'm aware that this is ego, and then going up that next level of yeah, it was, it was really, it was amazing. It was a really great experience. Yeah, you don't have to respond to it, you know. It's amazing to learn how to just observe and not react mm. and not to feed it. Yeah. And it was not, it was not like uh, easier. It was just a uh, beginning, yeah. you know. If you continue, it will grow. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's a, it's so different for. Uh, that's what I love about Ashtanga too. It's so individually, you know. It's like it's for each person needs. Of course, he has a method, and uh, the sequence is giving in a certain way. But it's really individualized. Yeah, that's amazing because we are so different. So yeah, it's a good lesson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you tried it, Lauren. I was I was really eager for you to come and experience it. And I was really looking forward to the conversation we'd have after it as well. I really wanted to talk about your experience of it. Because when I first started practicing, I, I noticed my ego so much. And I, it didn't like being corrected. But then I, I wanted to be taught enough so that I could do it perfectly or properly. And I started noticing all these things and my mind would be so loud. You know, the world would be quiet. It would be 7 a.m. and I'd be in here practicing. But my mind would be shouting because it wanted to be good already and it wanted to do all these things and it's been a real opportunity to take a step back and observe that yeah and it still is you know I I feel like I go to practice okay for the practice for my body but it's like I go to witness my mind like oh how is my mind today like is it gonna let me practice in a more quiet way or is it gonna be shouting and everything at me and it's a good way to to notice it yeah, and it will be different, and eventually it will be lower and lower that uh, noise. 
because you will stop feeding it and you just ah okay <laughs> just there yeah and you just continue what you're doing it's yeah it's a really great practice for yeah. life in general <laughs> hey and then you will you will um, notice like how you will learn and apply things during the practice that you will apply in your daily life in different situations in your life and that's and that's the bigger thing because you're practicing mm. and practicing for what you know it's just to live a healthy happier life and with more compassion for yourself for others and uh, that's the big goal mm. <laughs> i think it's not doing like this hard asana it's really yeah this transformation and being more compassionate and a better person for yourself and for others yeah it's truly a gift i think yeah that's harder than doing a hard posture oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. it may not look like it but it is <laughs> and going going back to the idea of being more compassionate with yourself and and with others how has cycle tracking helped you become more more compassionate in that way because I've noticed yeah. it definitely has for me. I'm more forgiving. Of course, it, it helps a lot because understanding that you go through different phases and these different parts of the cycle. And uh, one phase, you are more energy. Another, you have less energy. So you, maybe you don't push yourself so much and you don't be so hard on yourself because you know, oh, I'm in this phase that I need to be a bit more inward, a bit more rest, and it's okay, you know? Mm. And uh, you have this phase where everything seems like a big thing and it's not, you know, just before the menstruation. Everything is like a big deal and actually it's not. And we make all these stories <laughs> and amplify everything and all these shadows coming in. And if we are aware that this it's showing us what to release in the next phase when we are bleeding. Uh, so we take this as an opportunity. We can start writing and so we can um, read after and you're like, oh, okay, yeah. When everything calms down, we understand why we went through it. So of course, um, being aware that we have these different phases and being aware in which phase we are, we can understand ourselves better and be more com compassionate with ourselves. And when we are more compassionate with ourselves, we are with others as well. Yeah, totally. I think we've, we, we had an episode on it last year, Lauren, about noticing how our mood changes in our behavior and things. And since then, like we've really delved in ourselves and yeah. it's become such a part of our language that we, we can say to each other, oh, I'm in autumn today, or I'm in spring, so everything's fine. It's given us that understanding and that forgiveness. So like you say, if everything, all the shadows come in and things seem too hard one day, think, oh, okay, but you know, I'm in this phase of my cycle. So mm. just take a step back, except it might be because of that. Yeah, and enjoy that because it's showing you something <laughs> that it's important for you. It's, a, it's always an opportunity, you know, you just need to change the perspective mm. and, uh, and ask, what do I have to learn from this? Mm. What do I need to see, you know? And it's, you can always learn and, and see as an opportunity instead of something that it's going wrong. Yeah. Instead of saying, why is this happening to me? Ask, what is this trying to teach me? Yeah. Which is something I really, I like. I don't always think it in the first instance, but I do try and remember, you know, 
what can it's a I practice mm, everything is practice <laughs> Consistency. Yeah, but it's a practice to change your perspective yeah. and uh, if you start to integrate this slowly you will see that first you might think oh this is happening but then it's like okay no what is this showing me you know mm. after a while it, this will come yes yeah I've definitely been able to have a bit more compassion for myself since tracking because I've been using natural cycles since I think August last year and just like just having the information yeah you know I take my temperature every morning now I don't forget it's an ingrained part of waking up and you know being able to lock on my mood and uh, I'm even doing like the LH test at the moment but being aware of how what my body's doing what what is happening to it on the app as well there are quizzes and like they give you loads of information and it's it's really sad to think I never learned any of this in school like nobody ever taught me even growing up like my mum I don't I don't think she even they don't even know most people don't even know that's it and I was just like oh my god and it's like I'm 33 now and I've only like only like the last year or so I've really got in touch with my cycle and my body how it works what happens you know what happens in each phase like I say I I love going to the gym and weightlifting but I mean there are some days where I will go there and just feel like nope like not today but <laughs> but you know I, I can push my body I can push myself more and I'm in the mood for it but even with music and things like that like, it's amazing how much it affects us mm. but being aware of all of that like I now have a much better relationship with my body you know I don't punish it anymore I don't get angry at it for not doing something because I understand why it's doing what it's doing and uh, uh, accepting that yeah and honor that mm. because it's such a beautiful thing that our body does mm. every month <laughs> and it's it's amazing <laughs> if we have this understanding yeah I feel like since since getting off hormonal contraception getting my period is like a celebration <laughs> like I'm so happy when it comes because it's a sign that everything's working like I've only just begun to learn that it's a sign of health and I'm really happy to see that everything's working now and it's a big process of trusting it as well of trusting your body trusting the methods you're using for birth control and trusting what your body's telling you yeah that's the thing I was going to say uh, because we have all this information coming but it's so important to be in tune with the our inner knowledge you know mm. our own body because sometimes we can caught up on what we read outside but in comparing ourselves to others and whatever but we are so unique and we need to um, be be more in tune with our intuition because as women we are so intuitive mm -hmm. like uh, especially in our during our menstruation phase and now during pregnancy I also feel it a lot and yeah, we need to honor that and stop like doubting what we are feeling, mm. you know, our body really, really tells us everything. If we and listen. It's amazing. Mm. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Once we learn how to listen, that that's is the most powerful tool we have. It's our body. Mm. Yeah. And it, getting back in touch with what's available to us, because many of us you know spent a long time on hormonal contraception when a lot of these signals or symptoms are silenced you know we can't hear yeah it in you the don't same way. you don't ovulate when you're taking the pill you don't ovulate and you don't actually have menstruation you have a bleeding but it's not uh, menstrual blood 
um, yeah, and you don't ovulate. So it's crazy how even that no one tells us. Yeah. We don't know. We think we are having our menstruation, but we are not. And of, for this, like we don't, we are not having like all these cycles that, because our body is not working that way. It's just being numb, like with, with these hormones. They are doing this automatic work. Mm. And it's, it's stupid because we are only fertile, like three days, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it's crazy because we take uh, years, years, all these pills for just three day, three or five days window mm. in each uh, month, mm. yeah. <laughs> which is crazy. I think all this trouble just for a few days, you know, yeah. months <laughs> and years of all, you know, not, hearing our body's messages and having side effects and a lot of the side effects that come from it too and then yeah. you kind of like for me it was I had to take a step back and think are these side effects worth it and in the end that, that the answer was no for me um you know getting things like really big cysts on my ovaries or really bad depression um the week before my bleed or something and those side effects were just not worth what a six-day window where you are fertile it was a case of putting physical and mental health be before that yeah most women don't even know that they are only fertile like mm. that that window time they because we are taught that oh now you're bleeding so you can it's like being pregnant is so easy like <laughs> anytime and it's not it's not like doesn't work like that no Exactly. Yeah, and then, yeah. you know, we, we get older and we realize actually getting pregnant isn't, it, it isn't a given. Like for, for some people, it's, it, it's really not that easy and we, we don't understand the process. So if we get to that point, it's even more things to unlearn because we thought we, you know, if you think you can always get pregnant from the moment your periods start when you're a teenager, you think you're always at risk and then you get to being yeah. older and you think actually it's, it's really not the case. Yeah, it, I think each case is different and each situation is different. But uh, I think the first step is really to know what's happening, mm. uh, how the cycle works. Mm. And I think this is the most, like, the basis that we, needed, we need to learn and to understand what's happening. And then we can choose with more awareness and more, more choices because when we are younger, we didn't, I didn't have a choice. Uh, my mom was like, oh, take the pill because... Uh, before my period I would be like with fever and couldn't be at the school I would get a bit you know with mm -hmm. the pain and so this was the the solution the, the solution <laughs> the, time, yeah. the quick the quick solution the quick fix as a 14 year old kid yeah. like it's 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 crazy mm -hmm. now I look back and see like and this is normal yeah <laughs> yeah Pill is the solution for everything. And mm -hmm. if you have acne, yes. you, my God, like that's so normal. <laughs> that was my thing. And they thing. give yeah. you like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they give you the pill. So many things mm. that are like not necessary. Mm. And, and they say that empowers you, but in the end it numbs you. Yeah. I mean, if it's like, um, sometimes it's a choice that you're making and it's important choice because sometimes you have uh, some disease or something that's, taking the pill short term might help you but never like for 10 years of your life mm. I mean <laughs> I took 10 years of my life and I was like why mm. yeah <laughs> it's crazy 
I think that was it. Like a lot of us, we felt, I mean, I felt empowered by taking it because my periods used to be terrible. I, I used to faint like the day before. I, I had awful mood swings. I used to really suffer. So I thought if I can make this not happen, then I have more time. You know, I, I get 10 days back of my life of not suffering. Yeah. And I used to yeah. see it that way. And then sort of the older I got and the more in touch I got with my body, you know, through starting to practice yoga or learning more about it, learning more about mental health. I started thinking, hang on, maybe my body's trying to talk to me and I'm not listening or I don't know how to listen to it. Yeah. And it started with that curiosity. And then it was intuition really telling me that listen to your body, listen to what it's communicating. Yeah, because the symptoms only happen because... Yeah, it's some disconnection mm -hmm. from the cycle and not acceptance. And sometimes this is even given from our ancestors, you know, like from our mothers, our grandmothers, all of this. And we, we are not even aware. And when we first got our periods, it's normal that they are not, um, they are not like regular and we have some issues in the beginning. It's normal because our body is adapting and it's learning. Mm -hmm. But if we take the pill right away, our body don't even have the chance to learn and to adapt yeah. mm -hmm. and to find its rhythm because we are like intervening, intervening, intervening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In, uh, in this natural process right away yeah. because we, are, we don't want, we don't have patience to, mm -hmm. to learn and to wait. That's so true. Yeah. We, we're so impatient these days, aren't we? We want to control everything immediately. Yeah, we don't want to wait. <laughs> Another thing that um, that I, I think is also the men don't want to take responsibility. So uh, my partner is really aware of its body and, uh, you know, to control better is energy, you know. Mm. There is practices where men don't even ejaculate and they save energy and bring it up instead of just wasting it. Mm. And I think this is a big part of it. Men learning how to control their um sexual energy how you know th th mm. this should be a thing too yeah and uh, yeah because and take responsibility for their energy and then we can be together with more awareness mm. and deciding like uh, if we we know women know when they are uh, fertile or not and men are aware like and they can control their energy so we can choose if we want to have kids or not mm. and that's empowering because that's empowering it both is. individuals in their own bodies which are you know biologically very different but energetically emotionally we're on a similar level you know we we're curious we're listening to our intuition we're aware of ourselves and we can be more responsible when we know ourselves better yeah and I think uh, also like uh, our mothers and grandmothers in their time like men, they just didn't want to take responsibility sometimes. It was just, okay, it's not my problem. Mm -hmm. And they maybe abandoned the woman. Mm -hmm. And these kind of things happen and still happen, unfortunately. So, yeah, yeah. that's, that's mm -hmm. also a thing to become aware. It's an important consideration. And I think as well, going back to having a partner who understands your cycle, you know, it can help yes. them to understand what you're going through physically and emotionally. Yes, they also have a cycle. It's a bit different. But uh, yeah, I talked with uh, my partner a lot about this. 
And I even show him when I'm bleeding and all of this. I think it's so important. Mm. They should be a part of this. I mean, you know? it's where they came from. You know, we, we all yeah, came from this. Just, yeah, and it's it's okay to uh, to learn and to be aware. And especially because Sergio works with women as well, like uh, a lot of women mm-hmm. on the shallow. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they can tell, okay, I'm in my lady holiday. That it's when you're menstruating. And he will know what to do and not to do. And... Mm-hmm. We, I've said this in an episode, is that when <laughs> Lauren and I were talking about her time here, and I said how, um, you know, with having both of you in the shallot, I feel just as comfortable with him as I do with you, saying when I have my period or when I need to change my practice. I don't feel any any discomfort. I feel, yeah, he and knows. And that should be normal. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And it's so important, you know, it, it's so important for spaces where both genders are going to attend and, and have different needs. We need more of this in society in general. Yeah, and it's something so natural. Like mm. every woman bleeds, you know? So it, it shouldn't be a thing that we, we think we need to hide or don't have to say it like out loud. We are afraid of saying this. It shouldn't be because it's such a normal thing. It's a sign of mm. health and fertility you know it's it's a good thing Mm -hmm. and this is like a part of us to start to change like how we we talk or not about it how we feel about it and to learn about it Mm -hmm. that's that's important and each one of us has that role of doing this change to contribute to the change or not yeah exactly yeah Yeah. again down to comes back to choice yeah yeah. So you mentioned your partner. This is one of my favorite questions to ask. <laughs> how how did you guys meet? How we met. So I was actually coming back from traveling, um, and I was I was starting to practice Ashtanga every day, and I was I was wanting to learn more about it, and I was searching um, like the teacher in India, Sharat. And I saw that he was going to teach a workshop in London and my sister lives there. So I was like, oh, let's see if it's far away from her house. And it wasn't. Ah. So I was like, oh, I might go, you know, all these things like flowing and happening. And then I found the article um, because we have a common friend and they shared one of his articles that he wrote for him. And then I started to read and I went to see the bio and I saw that he's been to Mysore three times and he already practiced with Sharat. And so I was just, oh, this was like the first person that I saw that uh, had this experience. So I messaged him uh, because I was curious about it because I was wanting to go. And we started to talk and it's, it's so funny because we were both in Australia in the same uh, city. <laughs> in January and then I came back and when I messaged him he just arrives to Portugal no way oh. <laughs> yeah we've been I'm traveling goosebumps. like a... goosebumps too. <laughs> it's amazing it's, it's amazing we've been traveling different places I did like a six month uh, travel something like that and it was like I don't know maybe a year out um, or so uh, and when I text him he just arrived it's crazy wow. and we start talking and um that was one day that I dreamed that I I, I needed to go to meet him <laughs> you know and I was like okay if this 
I, I was like, I'm going to sit with this excitement and I'm not going to react straight away. And uh, if I still feel it, I'll go. <laughs> and then I talk to him and I, I sit with it and okay, no. Because I didn't want to, to act in the, this excitement mm -hmm. way, you know, because it's, it's like out of your balance. Yeah. Also, yeah. I, wanted, I wanted to be like grounded and make the, the choice. And I did. And uh, yeah, we met. <laughs> and then, yeah, I came back because I was teaching and he was teaching. I was teaching in South Portugal and he was in the North in Porto. So I came one day and I came back the, the next day because I had classes to teach. <laughs> And if we went to London together for the workshop. I went a few days earlier. And yeah, we started dating, started talking. And yeah, it just happened. Wow. It was amazing because I was at a really amazing state in my life uh, with myself. Um, I was like really good alone. And I was like, not wanting to put any expectations or I, I put the intention to just to know this person as it is not as I want it to be you know and it was so beautiful and the first time I felt um, that I wanted to be with someone you know I always before this this relationship I always felt that I didn't want in the beginning but I eventually um, got convinced went against it mm. yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, but this time, for the first time in my life, I felt, no, I really want to be with this person. And it was, it was amazing. And it was meant it was so to sweet. be. Your, yeah. path, yeah. your path crossed and, and then they were dead Many times. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. And yeah, now you're expecting yeah. your first baby together. Yeah, we traveled together. Um, he, he was going to teach in Freiburg in Germany for one month. So I went with him. And then we went to Thailand for three months and Nepal, and then we are here now. <laughs> so we traveled together a little bit. We learned how to be with each other and about each other. I think it's, it was so important um, first before having a kid, because I, I, I feel like we managed to be together in a healthy way mm -hmm. and to deal with our disagreements in a healthier way. And I think now it was the perfect time for a baby. <laughs> and amazingly, you know, another birth came last year when you founded Ashtanga Yoga Porto together. Yeah. During the pandemic. Yes. So yeah, congr <laughs> congratulations because mm -hmm. it, it is going really well and what you've created there is an amazing space. Yeah, everything is just flowing so well and appearing at the perfect time and we're just taking the opportunity and yeah, taking yeah. the action. Yeah trusting it was not like uh, easy because it's in the middle of the pandemic but we we knew we wanted to take that risk mm -hmm. and yeah it's going really well <laughs> how is it working with your partner yeah it's um in the beginning it was it was not like we had some dis not, not disagreements but ego things coming up i think it's normal <laughs> but <laughs> i like that change. but uh, we yeah <laughs> we learn how to work together and I really love to be in the room with him and it just flows so naturally so we don't even have to say anything we just know mm. who has to go to where and it's it's amazing it just flows so naturally mm. you you feel that I mean Lauren um you only had Vanessa as a teacher when you came but um 
like when you're both there you feel that there's a balance of energy and it's in a state of flow and it's such a I'm lost for words but it's such a I don't know like a perfect balance of energy like whoever is coming to help like you really feel it as a student yeah yeah it's like we know yeah um like the communication yeah telepathy yeah we don't even have to say anything (laughs) we don't have to say anything and we just know and it's that's amazing yeah Yeah. like a a proper union meant to be Mm. yeah Mm. I love to be in the room with him it's just it's nice Mm. and it that balance of you know masculine and feminine energy as well is, is part of yoga so yeah it's yeah it's like it's reflected in your relationship as well yeah it's true and uh, I think that's only possible as well because we have good communication Mm -hmm. in our relationship as well and of course it's we are not like in a relationship like we are in a different um, mood when we are in the shala but yeah we we learn to communicate even telepathically maybe (laughs) it's just it's just natural it's uh it's crazy yeah I actually had a question which um it's just something I'm really curious about as as a yoga teacher and as someone who you know has you have a background in other therapies and things too you know you you know the body your job is to observe people and their bodies what's something that you notice people do that they don't realize so many things you can tell a lot about a person just by seeing it and practicing. Yeah. I mean, you can see if a person is like uh, too stressed and she's really in a rush when she's like rushing everything and not paying attention, not breathing. You can see when a person is really like a, a perfectionist, when she's like meticulous with the alignment and the lights. You can tell mm-hmm. so many things about different, uh, the temperament of a person. You can mm-hmm. see it a lot. As a yoga teacher, our job is kind of push push the limit. <laughs> it happens naturally. It's not our fault. <laughs> you know, it's just uh, sometimes it happens, you know, when it doesn't happen every day, of course, but sometimes when you are in a harder posture or something or in a bad day, you know, all these things will come up. It's a really vulnerable space. Mm-hmm. You're just holding space. And uh, actually, everyone is doing their thing. We are just here to support what they're doing, their healing. Mm. We are just, we're just being a support of this sacred space. Yeah, it's really fascinating. Yoga, yoga will, help, will teach you. We're just being a channel for it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's true. I think that's like one of the differences between class, the yoga classes I've done before that are led classes. And, yeah. and the Ashtanga practice, because it's really, it's your practice is something you do on your own. You were guided by a teacher, but it's really your practice rather than just copying something. Mm. It really creates yeah. that independence as well, that self-discipline. Yeah, no one is doing for you. No, mm. <laughs> that's why it's so hard. <laughs> and you have to trust yourself. Mm. And yeah, of course. Of course, we are there to help and to guide, but uh, I think it's an important part of the practice, mm-hmm. being able to know what you're doing and to trust what you're doing gives you more confidence and more focus. You know, it, you're more focusing inwards because you're not looking outside to what someone is doing. Mm-hmm. You already know what to do. So you're more focused. It's like being in your own little bubble. 
and then yeah when you finish the practice you kind of come back again mm. but the, the first <laughs> lesson was like that for me I think I came out of the room and and Sergio asked oh how was that and I felt like I just landed back down on earth <laughs> yeah, like, yeah oh wow like now I'm energy. back yeah yeah mm. I think from then I thought yeah this is something it's going to teach me mm. this is going to be a learning process it's going to be a journey yeah and you have to be willing to do to do it <laughs> I noticed that on the second day, I think because the first day it was more ego. I was like, oh, what's Vanessa going to think of me? You know, I've, I've practiced <laughs> yoga on and off for God knows how many years, but like vinyasa and a bit of ashtanga, but nothing like the practice that I did with you in your, in your place. I was so worried about what you'd think and what I'd be able to do, what I wouldn't be able to do. <laughs> And the second day, because I knew what to expect, so I could relax into it. And I did, I did feel that connection with my body a lot more. Yeah, the second day was much, much better. You know, like there was another, another, uh, is it pose? Yoga pose? Is another that asana. Yeah. yeah, another asana yeah. that was, asana. you gave me another one to try. And it was like, okay, like I'm doing another one. And then I was kind of <laughs> communicating with my body at the same time. But I just really, really enjoyed it. And that was when I could I could have more awareness of everything that was happening because I felt like a team with my body instead of pushing it to do something it couldn't do. So mm. yeah, it will be different mm. in the beginning. It's 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 totally different because yeah, you're you don't know what to do. Mm. It's a lot, it's everything new, mm. and there's so many things. You know the sequence, the drifty where to look, the breathing, all, all these different things. My it's feet. all new. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The left and the right and <laughs> the shuffle is always another one. Yeah. Yeah. And when you're when you start to memorize the sequence, mm. that's when you start to be more meditative practice. Yeah. And it's it's amazing. Mm. Even the Remember, breathing, everything. Yeah. That's yeah. I find different. that that's almost the hardest bit because at the beginning, um, you know, and you, you taught me the breathing. And you said, you know, you hear it, it's got, you make a noise. And I was so scared to make a noise because <sighs> my whole life I've been taught, you know, don't make horrible sounds. You know, it's impolite, don't snort, don't cough, don't, don't let people hear you breathing, you know, that we're, we're taught that as women, you know. Children should um, be seen and not heard. <laughs> women yeah, should be seen you know, and we're, not heard. <laughs> we're taught to be so polite and quiet and cover up what the body does a lot. Mm. And so for me, that was so hard to give myself permission to make a noise when I was breathing and it still is like that I'm, I'm afraid of making noise. <laughs> yeah. That's already amazing. The change that you're doing in your beliefs and in your system. Mm -hmm. it's, it's amazing. Yeah. And it's funny. I noticed like on the days that there's, especially when there's a man in the shala, I'm like, wow, you can hear him breathing. He's not afraid to take up space. <laughs> I can do that too. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but it's so interesting all these things that we do without we, we do subconsciously and we mm. never really breathe consciously do we? we're not taught to and so something like this teaching you to breathe again is is like starting again as a baby in a way yeah we learn a lot like in the beginning uh for me to be in the miser room it's it wasn't the pandemic so it was if you go to a usual um, ashtanga shala miser room it's always full mm -hmm. <laughs> and for me a big learning was this this space you know because I was I'm always like oh I don't want to bother uh, mm -hmm. you know there is not room for me you know and just go there and uh, yeah ask people to move so I can be there 
so there's space for me oh, you know scary. take my <laughs> take my space yeah and I, I remember one day it was in Freiburg with Sergio I went there and it was full so I just I didn't even went inside I just sit there and Sergio was like what you're doing just come inside and I'm like but there's no room and it was like just come <laughs> and I went and people moved and I had space there so this was a big learning for me in the beginning was to not be afraid to mm-hmm. have my space mm-hmm. you know and this uh, was also something you were talking about we as women are like afraid of taking space or mm. we are bothering or whatever and this is just bullshit from our head <laughs> totally and from society <laughs> and no one cares you know yeah the the most amazing thing is that most of these noises we have in this belief they are limiting us no one even cared I, I was I was not judging how your practice you know was I was just there for you and Uh, teach you like the best way I could and I could think oh how is she thinking my teaching is you know (laughs) (laughs) this is all just I could think this this is just things in our head and they're most of the time they're not even real exactly it's funny because we're like that you know we're both teachers we teach English and so often we're so self-conscious of how we're teaching and then you think actually the student's self-conscious of how they're speaking English. And we're so mm-hmm. stuck in our, our own minds that we think our problems are, are the only ones or that they're bigger yeah. than the others. And another funny thing from when Lauren came to practice was she, you, you told her, you know, okay, now I'll take rest, let the practice integrate. And, you know, Lauren spent a while in, in Shavasana and I remember thinking, oh no, she's fallen asleep. Oh my God, am I going to have to wake her up? What am I going to do? And I couldn't even rest in my shavasana because I was worried about if she fell asleep. (laughs) Why am I worrying about her, like not me? I mean, it was all distraction from not wanting to deal with my own things. But all of these things get brought to the surface for you to to examine and to let go of. Yeah, and that's so beautiful. (laughs) Sometimes it's hard, but it's it's so releasing and... um... Yeah, it's it transforms you. I feel much more mature now mm. than when I start to practice Ashtanga. How many years have you been practicing? Uh, Ashtanga, not many, two years, two years and something. Ah. But I've been practicing like um, vinyasa or I don't know, it was really intuitive practice before. I don't know, maybe I, I lose track of time. <laughs> maybe it was was when I told you I start to to do the feminine work it was uh-huh. like that in um, maybe seven years, six years, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was seven years. Yeah, seven years because I've been I was I think I practiced five years before Ashtanga. Mm-hmm. So I think it was something like that. Kind of. I'm really bad with time. <laughs> <laughs> I just have no notion of time anymore. But <laughs> yeah, something like that. What what's the I'm asking as a, a kind of newbie, what's the difference between vinyasa and ashtanga? Uh, it's so different. I mean, I was doing a really intuitive practice because I started practice once a week in the, my hometown. It's a really small hometown and they only had once a week. Mm. So I felt the need to practice more often. So I started to practice every day. And then I went to do a teacher training in India. Um, and I was teaching. Uh, when I came back, I, I teach. And I always maintain my practice. Like every day, I would just 
this was the first thing I wanted to do in the morning. <laughs> and I never had this with anything but yoga, like something that it's, it's really like natural for me. And I just want to do it. It's not like hard to have this discipline for me. And uh, it was more like a feminine energy for me before was more listening and flowing with my intuition, what I was feeling. And uh, when I, when I start to practice Ashtanga, I always loved Ashtanga. I did, uh, I also learned, but not in a traditional way uh, on the teacher training like Ashtanga. And I always loved it and because it's more dynamic and I felt the need to have more dynamic practice mm. for me. Yeah, for my body was already flexible and I, I was wanting to work on strength too. It's so important to balance mm. the two. Mm. But I would avoid so many postures that weren't comfortable for me you know <laughs> when you're just doing your own practice and you're not with a teacher and you're just following what you're feeling you're not going to what's uncomfortable for you <laughs> <laughs> and when I, and when I started to practice Ashtanga regularly I was like facing with challenges every day and I was looking for this masculine energy in, in my life too you know to have this support because it's so important to have the support of my already feminine intuitive side that was so already integrating me and I was needing this this um yeah this more masculine and I feel like Ashtanga has both a lot because it has the structure it has like the movement mm -hmm. but it has also breathing five times in each posture you know I think and it has uh, like the balance between uh, the strength and flexibility. Um, yeah, it's, I think it's really well balanced in every way. And it's up to us in a way to, to appreciate that balance. Because for some people, it might feel like too, at the beginning for me, it felt quite, I interpreted it as quite rigid or disciplined. But actually, since it's helped me create more discipline in other areas of my life, and that was what I needed. You know, I, I needed some of that masculine energy. Like, like you, I needed to balance that in myself. And it's been a way to encourage me to do that. Yeah, and see like uh, as a positive thing. Sometimes mm -hmm. you have this masculine energy, like uh, a trauma with it and in a balanced way. And maybe we have this image of it that it's not like the healthier way. But really, we need that. We need the masculine. Otherwise, how we are going to act upon what we are feeling? Mm. You know, the action itself, it's a masculine energy. Mm. And it's like a river. The river needs the... Bermas, how do you the, call it? The, the river banks. The banks mm -hmm. to support and guide the river. Otherwise, it's, the water just spreads. Yeah, floods. <laughs> That's a really nice metaphor. Mm. We, we, yeah. we love metaphors on here there's a resident <laughs> metaphor queen <laughs> i think it helps <laughs> it does <laughs> yeah that's great and so um before we wrap up how have you um how have you been adapting your practice with your pregnancy uh yeah so this now it's a more feminine yeah. thing now <laughs> i think a pregnancy brings you a lot of intuition my god it's amazing you're just you just know what, what's good for you, what's not, what to eat, what not to eat. And um, yeah, one thing we didn't talk about. So um, we, by knowing my cycle, mm -hmm. like me and Sergio decided, okay, let's try 
to get pregnant and it happened straight away <laughs> of course <laughs> I, yeah before, so um, I, we, <laughs> yeah and this is how we didn't get pregnant as well yeah before so yeah this is I think it's an important thing yeah. and it's helped you do it exactly when you wanted to it's, mm. it's been empowering yeah. in, in both ways yeah and my body was asking, so yeah. <laughs> it happened straight away. <laughs> uh, in the beginning, I, I, I didn't stop practice. Uh, they recommend to stop the three first months, mm-hmm. but I was feeling good, so I kept the practice. Of course, I slowed down a lot mm-hmm. uh, straight away since I was like, ah, maybe I'm pregnant. So I started to, okay, not pushing too much. And when it confirmed, I stopped jumping. I stopped like things that have impact mm-hmm. in, the, in the first three months. But I kept my practice. Sometimes I, I would like practice a bit shorter um, and adapting, of course, like hoping the, the legs wider to create room for the belly. Although I didn't have like belly straight away. Mm-hmm. If I didn't do that, Sergio would come up in your leg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's so sweet <laughs> uh and uh, stop doing like uh, torsions you know really intense torsions yeah, twists uh, yeah twists yeah. and uh yeah just adapting those twists mm. um yeah, and adapting and just uh, i would like just do whatever feels good for me mm. <laughs> that's what i did in the beginning um some days i would feel so tired that i wouldn't practice uh asanas but i i felt like the practice helped me to, even if I felt a little nausea, I didn't felt much, but sometimes I will feel a little bit. And if I practice, I think the breathing and moving and movement will help me. Mm-hmm. And I would feel better after. Mm-hmm. So I just kept because I felt good. <laughs> and now in, I'm in my second trimester. So I feel more confident to, to do more jumps and try different things that I also feel they are safe to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I know my body and I can say like, um, if it feels wrong or right to do it and I just adapt mm. and I've been feeling amazing. That's really great to hear. Yeah. You are I think it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, it's so amazing to hear how tracking your cycle helps you get better when you were in a, a, a low period and had physical problems. It helped you return to yourself. And then it was the way that you didn't get pregnant when you didn't want to want to and mm-hmm. how you did when you wanted to. And it's it's been like yeah. the thing that's guided you all the way through. Yeah, of course, it's uh, cool. it's really it's amazing to to understand that. And even in my um, practice, I would before I would get pregnant, I knew like uh, when I was ovulating because I felt it, you know, on my back bends, I felt it. Mm. um oh, wow. and um yeah I felt it more than uh than on my like after my period or before I would felt more uh, during the ovulation and yeah I would stop for practicing the three first days mm-hmm. of my moon cycle that's like uh, the lady holiday we call mm-hmm. and I think that's really healthy especially when you're practicing like ashtanga which can be intense practice Mm-hmm. especially when you're like further into the series where you have like deeper postures like yeah. deep back bends and all these things that activating more the core mm-hmm. 
um, yeah, I think it's important. Some women don't stop and sometimes they can be out of bleeding, you know, for doing too much exercise. Yeah, they can, their periods can stop, yeah. Yeah, and I heard some women that they weren't stopping and after they stopped, the cycle was more regulated. Ah. Like from um, when I started practice Ashtanga, mm -hmm. my periods got like uh, in tune with the new moon, always. <gasps> oh, wow. That's great. Yeah. So you can That's plan cool. your life. <laughs> I mean, mm. yeah. yeah, I mean, sometimes it could be like one day after or before or two days, something like mm -hmm. that. But was during that time. Which is, you know, naturally a time to slow down and bring your awareness yeah. inwards. So, yeah. yeah. And that's more of stuff that we'll, we'll talk about and share at the, the two circles. Yes, yes. We are sharing about and learn about it. Yeah. <laughs> How can we track that will be in the second cycle? The first will be to know about it. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for sharing so much with us today. So much about your story. Yes, thank you. So much yes. about your journey. And I, I'm really excited for the, the event we'll be doing and the two-part event because it, it, yes. it helped us so much. And I think, yeah, if I had known this information when I was younger, I could have helped myself a lot more. And I think that's the main message that we want to share. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it comes at the perfect time, you know. Sometimes we go through things for a reason. I, I like to think mm -hmm. that way. Everything comes to us at the perfect time. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, you're I so agree. right. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure. And it was an amazing conversation. I could just keep going. I know, I know. It's an amazing topic. I honestly could. The only thing is I have a lesson. Of so, course, of course. But yeah, you know, for sure. Yeah. When Lauren comes back to Porto, we can, Definitely. We can do a brunch. I'll be back. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Come for the beginner's weekend. I know, I've been looking at flights. <laughs> Can I just come and train with you guys for a month? I'll just come and live and breathe it for a month. Yeah. Do it. The sofa's yours. So. <laughs> it was very comfortable. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So thank you so much. I've, I've really enjoyed this and I'm really looking forward to sharing this with our listeners, both male and female. You know, everyone can take something away from this. Yes. It helps both. Exactly. Mm. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you for doing much. this. <laughs> Thank you for joining us this far in the podcast. We love that you're here. To see this podcast grow, please rate, share and subscribe. If you're a fan, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. It helps get episodes like these out there to more ears.